This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. Sterling Fox joined in studio by our Christmas present to you. Mr. Shell Buzzy is, he's here, folks. It's just that easy getting him in, getting him in to the studio. How are you, Shell? Merry Christmas Absolutely to you. Absolutely great, Ted Sterling. And in fact, it's so nice to be here and looking out through the windows of yesteryear for me. And uh, But everything's uh, nicely done up here now. So askshell.ca is the website. .com. .com. Askshell.com. Askshell.com. Now, how busy is that? I'll bet you you're a real busy guy, well, even if you don't want to be anymore. You know, what can I say? When it comes to, uh, uh, you'll find out. One of the hardest things to do, and John uh, McComb will find it out as well as all of us do, when you leave radio, you don't really leave radio. Mm-hmm. You leave the airwaves, but you don't leave the um, the friends that you've made, people on the street, you know, talking, phoning, on the uh, internet, uh, mm-hmm. askshell.com, questions. But the questions on the internet come from all over the world. Right, right. And uh, But certainly in Western Canada, the, uh, the name is uh, synonymous with uh, Home Improvement for being there in a number of years. And as I was mentioning to you when I come into the studio today, you are there as well. And uh, Sterling Fox is a name out there. And when uh, you retire down the road, you'll find it's one of the hardest things to do. Interesting stuff. Well, I'm no hurry to do that. I'm, no, I'm, I, kind, of, I'm <laughs> kind of easing my way gently out the door. So what do people want to know? It's December 21st, and here we are in, in the rainforest where we've been just pounded for weeks. And people, I'm sure more than a few, I know I have, I have family in the restoration business, yeah. and I can tell you they are busy oh, yeah, these days. Yeah. What are the big problems these days? There, there's really the, the problem, if you want to call a problem in a residential home, this time of the year, no matter if there's snow in the ground or uh, below zero, is moisture. Yeah. They, uh, being the homeowner, they just do not uh, vent their homes adequately. And um, what that brings about are concerns with flooring, wall coverings, uh, everything, uh, cabinetry, good furniture, uh, basement uh, suites, all of these things bring questions like, what do I do? How do I stop this? Uh, uh, I went back to my uh, supplier, and the supplier won't do anything about, for example, furniture that's cracking. Right. Or flooring that's moving. Uh, expansion and contraction. All these things are relevant to how the house works. Mm-hmm. Because the, the house is really... Four walls with windows and doors and a roof over top to keep the uh, the moisture out of, uh, well, you can have a flat roof, yes. But all of that uh, cavity air inside is where we live. That's where we create the problems. And we create the problems, the homeowner, the family, create the concerns, if you want to call them concerns. But, and you're talking about inadequate ventilation, which, which creates buildup of moisture, which can produce mildew and mold and, and, and harmful stuff. And, and this harmful is bad stuff. for you. So, but, but Shell, we, 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 got, we got there by being so preoccupied yeah. with creating a secure 
barrier. Yep. Uh, 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 so we stay warm in the wintertime. But have we made ourselves too secure? Well, the thing is, next time that you have someone ask you a question, uh, Sterling, that, uh, you know, we this had new flooring put into the home, for okay. example. Yeah, sure. And, um, gosh, we really like it. And uh, now that we have got the windows all closed up and uh, maybe storm windows put on in the older homes and uh, doors are uh, sealed up with weather stripping and caulking around different areas of leakage, that now is locking in moisture. And when you say to people, you have to turn on your exhaust fans. I'm not talking, when it says uh, the term or read the term ventilation, that's not ventilation in the roof necessarily. That's ventilation of the cavity air that we live in. Mm -hmm. And that cavity air, if it gets too dry, things are going to dry out and going to move because it will dry beyond or lower than what it was possibly at the time you installed whatever it is you did. So how do we go about maintaining an effective layer of movement of air through our homes? You know, that's a a prime question. I'm sure glad you asked it. Incidentally, I would like to, if I may, just break the topic for a minute. We'll come back to that. Okay. But over the last couple of days, I've really um, been concerned for one very uh, organized uh, group of uh, fundraising people out there. And that's the Salvation Army. Okay. And I would like to dedicate this time of mine and uh, uh, the questions. I have people phone day after day after day in my office. I never ask for anything. We don't charge for that. Mm-hmm. And nor did we, because once being on radio, it's always been free on radio. Sure. So it's free now. But folks, really, please see the kettles. And put what you can afford in those cattle. Uh, good point, too, Sheila. Because, I mean, they're man, a little behind I, this year, and they need to catch they up. Are, they are behind, and I fully support the Salvation Army. Uh, you watch any disaster, they're normally the first ones there and everything else. Right. Now, back to the ventilation. Right. Right today, you look outside, out your studio windows here, it's raining. Rain will be 90-plus percent relative humidity. Inside your home. You may have 25, may have 30. The only way you're going to change air in the home is exhaust air out of the home. Okay. So you exhaust it out, it's going to come in through areas in and around leakage that you haven't caught up to. Mm -hmm. Uh, It will come in through your dryer. A lot of people wonder, why is it always cool in the uh, laundry room? Or with the dryer doors open, why is there always moisture, uh, moist air coming in or cold, damp air? Uh, another bathroom, possibly, that has a, uh, um, an exhaust fan in it. And you can feel the draft coming down. Or you get out of the shower and you feel the draft. So what do you do? You shut the fan off. Right. Well, when you do that, you're shutting off that moisture that is now being creating all of the other items that you were mentioning, and that's the uh, the healthy issues. Sure, like mildew and mold, mold and all that sort of thing. All the rest so of do, do we have to, if we have a bathroom fan, for example, in most bathrooms If you don't have, do, you better get one. Right, so use it. Absolutely. And, you know, there's still old fans out there, Sterling, that have been uh, in homes since back in the 50s and 60s, that you turn the light on in the bathroom, the fan comes on. You yes. Turn, you turn the light off, the fan goes off. Yes. Well, that's the worst thing you can possibly have because you should be exhausting when the light's out. Interesting, when I say this to people, 
do you have an exhaust fan in your bathroom? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, it, and they'll say, yeah, yeah. When do you use it? Well, after the shower. Um, leave it on for me five or ten minutes and shut it off. Or it goes out with the light or it goes off. With right, the light. when the light goes well, off, the fan goes off. What right. you have to do, and when I say to them, I want you to promise me you'll go home, turn on your exhaust fan, and leave it on. Don't shut it off. Leave it on this time of the year because you're not ever going to exceed the moisture that's outside, even if it comes in, because your heating system. And if you've got one of those old-fashioned deals where the fan only comes on when you turn the light on, a replacement Change fan it. at any Home Depot-type store, yep. well, 20 bucks, and you're in business, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's yeah. not a huge deal. Oh, no, no. But keep in mind, too, there's a lot of uh, uh, stratas out there today, apartments, and you cannot, you should not ever have anything electrical changed, even if it's an exhaust fan addition. You should not have it done unless you get a red seal electrician. Interesting, right. And that okay. goes to insurance issues Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And you're g- responsible. Give me a second here. Yeah. Tim, do we still need to take one more break before the top of the hour? Okay, then that's good. So then we can just roll right through. So, Shell, uh, I'm going to open up the phone lines early. We're going to do this uh, next hour anyway. Yep. 604-280-9898. Broadcasting legend Shell Buzzy in the house to talk to you about what's wrong at your house and uh, how you can fix it. And, of course... Teenagers are accepted. He's, he offers no advice to child rearing. Uh, it's all about the house. And AskShell.com, by the way, you help people connect with pros. People, because you're, you're more or less retired, you're not taking on massive projects yourself. No. But you have a network, quite a network, too, yes. of professional contractors and tradespeople. So if someone is looking for uh, some backup or some help in a specific area of needs work around the house, and they don't know where to go... A lot of people just go to Shell and, well, I know somebody who could probably connect me, yep. and that's what you do. AskShell.com and the referral network there, hiring a professional. And those professional people that uh, I have on my referral network, uh, Sterling, have been with me on the average 25 years. Right, okay. So, And we operate, incidentally, at a less than a 0.5 uh, complaint ratio. Interesting. So we don't have any. And uh, it's really something that uh, I spend hours on the telephone talking to people. And, you know, in a lot of cases, the very first paragraph, I'll end up through my discussion with them. Why didn't you call us first? Mm-hmm. So it, it's a matter that there is a lot of people out there today, and I'm not one that's against anyone out there making a dollar on renovation. The main factor is, goodness sakes, don't take advantage of people. Right. Right. You know, if you start that, you're going to have me on your backside because mm-hmm. uh, I won't stand for it. Lines are open, friends, 604-280-9898. And, of course, the advice, as Mr. Buzzy has already plainly stated, is free yes, on right. the radio. Susan Absolutely. and Burnaby, hello, the price is right. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, the show was mentioning about the bathroom fan being on. Yeah. And yes. I was wondering, does he know of what the cost would be per month electrically mm. to do that? Well, you know, that's a very, very good question. But the answer to the question is no, I don't. But on the oh. other hand, I can tell you right now, it's so very little, you will never notice it. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That's so great. it's, it's, like, so it's penny, exactly. pennies a month. Rather. Now, the things that you really have to worry about, because that's the question that's asked a lot. And the question is, what is the most expensive um, 
mechanical device or appliance in your home. And the most expensive one to operate is your refrigerator. And your refrigerator is, uh, you can have a stand-up refrigerator with a freezer left side and common uh, refrigeration on the right-hand side, where your food commodities are. Now, it's the freezer side that's going to cost the money. But it's on oh, 24 hours. How about it's, a stand-up freezer? Okay, a stand-up freezer. Now, you take and look at this with a, uh, a jaundiced eye, I always say, that <laughs> as soon as you open your stand-up freezer, what happens? The cold air falls out. Yeah. So the best and most economical is the old chest freezers. But, you know, today's design, our whole uh, uh, concept of... Uh, of kitchen design and laundry room designs and mudroom designs do not really lend themselves to something in the form of a chest freezer. So what happens is the old chest freezer goes out into the garage or down into the basement if there's a basement, and you put a, 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 a freezer in a garage, for example, where if it's minus five outside, it's zero inside the garage. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not efficient at that particular point. And as far as cost of operation, because it's one of those things today that refrigeration is costly and because they're 24-hour-a-day operation. The next one is your dryer, but the dryer doesn't operate 24 hours That's a day. That's true. But for Susan and her fan, if she's going to leave it on Let and keep, run. That, keep that bathroom ventilated uh, constantly, because uh, you did the power smart stuff, oh, you yeah. know all that BC hydro. So you, you may not have the exact dollar figure well, there, there memorized, is, there isn't. I'll but tell it's you, pennies me, per month, yeah, right? Let me, let me explain why I don't. The motors are not rated in that way, and I don't know what you have for an exhaust fan, but it's peanuts to operate. Susan, there you go. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer, this uh, Saturday before Christmas special edition of the program with our, our Christmas present to you, Mr. Shell Buzzy, in studio to take your calls and talk about, well, anything you got. You got a problem at your house? <laughs> Shell will help you fill it out. I'm reading from the website, askshell.com. Shell Buzzy's House Smart Referral Network grew into one of the most recognized referral programs in the home improvement industry. That is certainly, that took a lot of years to get to that point. Yeah. Yes, in you, fact, 30. You, you were talking about the kind of recognition that mm-hmm. all of those years on the radio has brought you. Well, yeah. you worked hard to get it. Well, it, it was, but, you know, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I still, uh, quite often, I would say daily, I think back, did I do the right thing by leaving radio? Um, because I can still talk, I can still think, I still keep up the date on the new uh, uh, concepts, the new uh, rules of the building oh, trades, sure. yeah. etc. Uh, where the weakness is, uh, uh, I, as you uh, indicated, you were reading my blog, uh, or at least listening to video blog, and it's going to be a video blog. And uh, but I would like to know, and I'd like to gather within my uh, uh, readers or viewers uh, of my blog that why is there not more young people? Getting into the trades, mm. you know, because if they only knew that right now an electrician, plumber, uh, and the, which are two common trades sure, out there today, course. sure, you can get into cabinetry, you can get into uh, uh, the framing, the contractor, t- but electricians and plumbers, you're 100 plus dollars an hour mm. call out. And, you know, you just don't 
get that kind of money, uh, and you don't have to spend a lot of time getting the trade. Mm-hmm. And apprenticeships are available. The government uh, in the province of BC has got some very good uh, um, apprenticeship programs that associate with your grade 11. Uh, when you're in grade 11, moving towards your uh, uh, your uh, uh, graduation of grade 12. Sure. And then where do you go from there? Do yep. you go to KPU? Do you go to BCIT? Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many uh, different... Uh, you can go up north, you can go to Prince George, you can go where uh, affordable housing is available. Sure. That's one of the biggest problems we got, is affordable mm-hmm. housing. We have lots of callers on the line, Ooh. and I'm going to give out the number again, just in case uh, someone who's uh, joining us or tuning us in late uh, realizes that, wait a second, that's, is that Shell Buzzy? Yes, it is. It's <laughs> Shell Buzzy. <laughs> 280-9898 for the obligatory 604 up front. 604-280-9898. Tom is on the line in Delta. Tom, thanks for waiting. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sterling. Hi, Tom. Michelle. How are you doing? Pretty you, good. You know, we just had a couple of weeks of vacation back uh, about a month ago, and I phoned one of my old buddies back in Ontario when we're back there, and he says, Shell, you still alive? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always reassuring to hear an affirmative, yeah. a loud, a, yes. Yeah. <laughs> how, how can we help you this afternoon, Tom? Hey, Shell, you, uh, you were just uh, saying that you should leave your bathroom fan on yep. uh, 24-7 pretty well in the wintertime yep. to get moisture out of the house. Yep. But uh, doesn't that also draw heat out of the house? Uh, yeah, absolutely, and that's good. That's yeah, good well, because it, you're going to you're going to you're going to re- you're gonna replace right? that. Okay, let me let me give the the whole uh, one two three on ventilation of the home. Sure. Bathroom exhaust fans are only one part of it. Uh, normally, I will say right off the bat, how is your home heated, Tom? It's gas. Okay, forced air. Forced air, yeah. Okay, yep. forced air. Did you convert yet to a high efficiency? I got a medium efficiency. A medium, okay. So you got a mid efficiency furnace. You still are bringing air in from outside, Mm -hmm. okay, for combustion. Right. Okay. Now, when you bring the air in from outside to combust, where is that air going to end up eventually? Because the air for combustion comes in and will dump right next to the well, right next to your furnace. An open, there's an open uh, duct coming from outside called makeup air. Right. Makeup air will become combustible air because it's drawn into the fire uh, area where the uh, gas is being burnt. Like I can drive down the street like this morning and I can see vapor coming out of a, a vent, a B vent, which is your chimney. Right. And I can say, there is one damp house. The reason why, because it's drawing the dampness out of the basement area where the furnace is located, and the air is coming in from outside, mixing with the air in the uh, basement or wherever your uh, furnace is located, normally in the basement, and that now is being used, heated, and up the chimney or up the B-vent it goes, and it vents to the outside. But Tom's, uh, Tom's question to, to, was dealing with, uh, if you leave the bathroom we're, we're, fan we're, we're getting that, but I'm going to give him a better furnace work more? I'm going to give him a better one. Okay, here you go, Because Tom. the furnace <laughs> and the exhaust fan in your bathroom are uh, mother and father. They work together. Okay. And the reason for that is because... That exhaust fan is going to take immediate moisture that is created, like a shower or a bath or in the laundry room. Right. Your furnace is heating the cavity air, which you're living in for comfort. So your okay. air within your home, when that furnace runs and then 
shuts down because the temperature and the therm- thermostat says, don't need any more heat. Right. Okay, what happens as soon as your furnace shuts off? As soon as that air stops flowing, what happens? The rooms that are furthest away from your heating duct system, like your bedrooms over your garage or whatever, mm-hmm. the longer the duct pipe that's delivering the heat, the poorer the efficiency of the furnace as far as giving you heat to be comfortable in your bedrooms. So, right. number one, the exhaust fan, leave it on. For the amount of air that that exhaust fan is moving, it's, it's pretty doggone small. It's just okay. keeping that moist air that is being created from your van, and or at least from your shower, your towels, your face cloths, and everything else in the bathtub. People get sure. out of showers today, for goodness sakes, and think that they, the bathroom exhaust fan is a pump. It pumps yeah. the water out. It yeah. doesn't. You've got to towel it down, then hang up well, the towel. Hey, Shell, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what we've done is we we got a dehumidifier, like a portable dehumidifier. Yeah, do you want to know and how much that operate? How much that costs? The lady that phoned earlier. Yeah, I, so electricity, right? It, you bet. It sucks a lot of power. You bet. It's you. amazing how much water it gets rid of, though. Yeah, absolutely. How, how much moisture out of the air? Yeah. yeah. Let so me ask you a question: What is the relative humidity in your home right now? Oh, I couldn't tell you. You see there? There you go. Why don't you have a relative humidity indicator? Go out to your home hardware store, or Home Depot, or any of your building supply stores and purchase a relative humidity indicator. You want to maintain 40 to 50% at this time of the year. Okay. Okay. Now, your exhaust fan, leave it running. If you want to shut it down and the moisture level gets up to uh, 60, 65, well, that's up to you to start exhausting. But if you want the comfort, go to your furnace control on your thermostat, and it'll say Mm -hmm. summer fan. Right. Turn it on. Okay. Leave it on. Don't shut it off. The reason now you're keeping the temperature that you have created through that of your heating system, you're keeping that now at a constant, consistent temperature. And when the temperature does get up to the point that your furnace now can be told by by your thermostat to shut off the heat, but the fan keeps running. So you keep circulating the air. So, Shell, what would one of these relative humidity indicators? Doesn't sound very expensive. Bucks. Yeah, I was just going to say, a very inexpensive yeah. uh, addition. Tom. Exactly, a digital. They're, uh, they give you the relative humidity and the temperature. Thanks, Tom. How's that working for you? That sounds good. It's just right. that easy. Uh-huh, you knew that was coming. Thanks very much, Tom. Appreciate it. As we go to Robert next here in Vancouver. Hi, Robert. Hi, gentlemen. Boy, I'll tell you, this is really, Sterling, you're correct. This is a Christmas gift. I appreciate it, too. It's, I, I love <laughs> no, to do it. To have the two of you together, man, it's like a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Sterling and I have known one another for a long time. That's right. So, yeah. Robert, uh, what's going on at your place that Shell can help you with? Okay, quick question for you, Shell. Yeah. Um, I don't own the home in which I live. Uh-huh. I live um, in a home that's about 40 years old. Mm-hmm. It's not a basement suite. It's a ground-level suite. Mm -hmm. And I think for inexplicable reasons, um, the owner who lives upstairs Mm -hmm. decided not to put a a fan in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's challenging. Give me one sec here. That's Robert's. uh, Shell uh, Shell just jumped. He thought his phone had just gone off. It's Robert's (laughs) phone, for crying out loud. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm thinking I need to be able to tell her that it's necessary. I've been there for seven years now. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and no fan in the bathroom and, and, and mold and stuff like that I suspect are an issue right now. Let me ask it, you a question, it's Robert. More ventilation. Yes, yeah. yeah. Question. Who's paying the heating bill? Uh, she does. You don't have anything to do with it? She's heating it on with your rate? I'm sorry? With the, way, the rate that you're paying for your suite, she is not charging you extra for the heat? No, she's not. Okay. Well, then, if you want an exhaust fan in there, you let her know that it's costing her, I would say, anywhere up to 10 to 15% more to heat her home. And then she'll... By not having, by not having the exhaust fan right, in the back. Exactly. Right, exactly. Okay. And if she wants to give me a call... Give her my phone number. It's on my website, askshell.com, and leave a message. I will call her personally and go all over it with her. Because Thank you. Let me ask a quick question. Yeah. The, the, the type of heating they're using, I think it's uh, maybe it's, uh, hot water heating. Is that possible? Yeah. Hot water heating. Combined? That could be in the baseboard or it could be in the floor. In the baseboards. In the baseboard. Baseboard, uh, hot water. You, if it's hot water baseboard, it's still a boiler that's heating, and uh, you can move air, and I'll explain to you very simply. Just buy yourself a little fan, one that we used to have on the dash of our cars back a few mm-hmm. years ago, if you're uh, right. at the age of remember those, with a little rheostat on it that you can turn it down. All you want is air moving. Right. Or turn on and, the range hood or your stove. Air, air plus, um, when you use bathroom, it would be nice to have something to yep. um, extract. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. So, it. All right. Shell, thank you so very much for your time. Wish you all the best. And your question as to whether or not you should have left radio, I think you should not have. I, 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 <laughs> I'll second I, that. I believe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And Merry Christmas to you, Robert. Thanks for joining Both us today. Both of you as well. Thank you. All you right. Mentioned. Welcome back to the show. It's Sterling Fox and our annual Christmas present to our listeners. Shell Buzzy, AskShell.com is the official website these days. And yes, he does insist on saying it's just that easy every time. And that's the part that always killed me listening to you. Because some guy would call you up and say, well, how do I do this to my driveway? And you got barrels of this and buckets of that, and it's just that easy. And I'm in my car going, no, it's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> Wayne and Coquitlam, thank you for waiting, sir. Good afternoon. Oh, wait a second. I, I, I've done something wrong here. I just know it. Uh, Hello? Th- there's Hello. Wayne right there. Sorry, Wayne. Hey, how are you guys? I Great thanks. Hey, listen, I got a house that's 35 years old, 4,200 square feet, uh, post and beam ceilings. You're talking about circulation in yep. the house yep. with the bathroom fans. Yep. So I put, I'm in, just in the midst of installing in my high point in the kitchen and in the uh, hallway, uh, a fan to co- to run constantly. Will that do enough for circulation to uh, keep the house, uh, um, what you call, dry and uh, no moisture? How, how, how is your home heated? It's a uh, gas uh, furnace, uh, fire forced, and forced air. Forced air. Okay. What you're going to be adding is circulation of air as long as you properly use it during the time of year and the season of the year meaning right now in the winter time you should have that drawing upwards and delivering it down the walls that way you're now creating the warmer walls and ceiling on the vault so that's one thing in answer to your question as far as uh, keeping the moisture keeping the relative humidity keeping the constant comfort zone you still should have the summer fan on in okay. your furnace. 
okay? And that, uh, as long as you can put up with the the sound. But if you've went uh, mid-efficiency back, say, 15 years ago, high efficiency in the last 10 10 to 15 years, then they're quiet. Uh, Yeah, I've got a new one. I have a new furnace just put in. There you go. So it'll be quiet. The the, the interesting thing here, if I may, this is a wander off for a moment here. On your furnace uh, installation, do you recall on the top of your furnace, the hot air plenum? That's where the heated air comes up to be delivered to the laterals. Okay, you're you talking ha- about the ducting or the, the duct- venting? The ducting. The no. ducting. Yes. Now, okay. have you got radiuses on those, or does it come up dead end and then it changes direction? It comes up and then changes direction. Okay, okay. so there's no radiuses. No. You see, that's one of the biggest problems we have today in installations. Why isn't it done? Because it takes time. Uh, Why isn't it done? Number two, because it costs more money. Why is it done? Number three, because they don't know the efficiency change in that. So all of those things, and that comes back to my referral network. The referral network is one that relates to that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Because I have, for example, a troubleshooter in heating. And I send Brian out on a troubleshooting job. He goes out. He gets it all straightened out because he goes out. Not only does he give it like I do in uh, layman's terms, but he goes out and says, this is why. Right. Okay. Did that answer it for you? It did, but Merry Christmas to both of you guys. And uh, thanks for uh, the show. Hey, thank you. Merry Christmas. Thanks very much, Wayne. Merry Christmas to you, too. Shell, how helpful is a fireplace in, in, in our climate with all this dampness, and we've just gone through what seems like months of monsoons, mm-hmm. with more to come, yeah. uh, a fireplace, it would seem, at first blush, dries things out. Yeah. Uh, is, is it helpful in the overall heating your home and ventilating your home as a practical thing? So you're obviously talking, Sterling, about a wood-burning Wood burning as opposed okay. to gas, yeah. So a wood-burning fireplace... Let's fire- talk about both of them, but a wood-burner okay. first. A wood-burning fireplace is an exhaust system within the home, no matter if it's in operation with a wood-burning fire in it or dormant with nothing. Okay. The reason why, because your home is pressurized in the event of, for example, if you're going to have a forced air furnace system, you get your windows and doors all closed up, where does it push its air? Up the chimney. Sure. Okay. Now, if you've got a fireplace with a fire in it, and you got the same um, uh, situation with the doors uh, open. Doesn't matter if they're open or closed because they're not airtight mm-hmm. on those uh, doors on their bifold doors normally. That still is blowing not only air up the chimney, but it's also blowing heat up the chimney. Well, sure, yeah. So therefore, to have a wood burning fire to get the crackle and snapple and the efficiency out of it, it's the radiant component of that fireplace. Unless you got a um, a metal inserted wood burning fireplace, and then they will have what's called the uh, convection because it gets that air inside and it goes up in through the ducts heated within the chamber above the furnace. Uh, I'm sorry, above, above the, the fireplace. fireplace yeah. And it sends the heat out into well, the Well, it sounds like that a gas fireplace would be specifically de- designed to do just that. Th- that's that's why they're designed. That's why we went to uh, uh, direct vent fireplaces, natural gas. 
where they vent right out through the wall or through the chimney. So it is an asset in terms of the ventilation uh, quotient in your home. Wood burning. Only. Wood burning. For exhausting. Natural gas is giving you full efficiency either by convection or by radiant. Radiant off of the glass, Mm -hmm. convection through moving air through it and being forced out. You know, people today that buy inserts... Uh, with uh, with fans, are only asking for down the road replacement fans, because fans there's very few electric fans will operate with the heat that does uh, end up being exposed to a electric motor within the actual fireplace itself. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on this pre-Christmas Saturday afternoon. It's a socked-in, soggy day, and we've just brightened immeasurably things up around Metro Vancouver with Shell Buzzy on the airwaves of CKNW as uh, we take your calls on anything that may be, well, not quite right at your house. <laughs> but Shell insists it's just that easy to fix whatever that problem may be. The how to the what to the where to the why to the when to the who to. That's right. <laughs> so as we promised Jim, Jim and Logan Lake, before we took the news break, his call is first. Jim, thank you for waiting. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, Jim. Uh, hi, Shell. Uh, I just, I actually, Shell, I got to go back to your TV days. Oh, okay. Back to home check. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been watching you, listening to you on the radio, and uh, picked up a few a few tricks along the road uh-huh. and added to the... To the uh, Encyclopedia. Yeah. Uh, so, one thing I haven't heard you talk about is humidistats. Yeah. Attached to bathroom fans. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, 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 okay, maybe not today, but I've sure talked about them a lot. Well, let, let me just yeah. jump in here, Jim. And, and, and so the, 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 the item that you're talking about is a humidistat? Humidistat, which is an automatic switching mechanism that will turn your exhaust fan on as soon as the moisture comes up to the uh, area or level that you have a set at. Well, thank you for answering. Yeah. What the heck is a humidistat <laughs> for me? I appreciate that. Jim, do you have one? Uh uh, two bathrooms, both of them have humidistat. That's one of the first uh, modifications that I do to a house when I get into it. Good for you. Good for you. Along, uh, and also the same. So I that. So Jim, let me let me just understand it. So this works the same way a thermostat would for a furnace. When when the temperature drops below X, yep. the thermostat kicks in the furnace. So if you have yep. a humidistat, when the humidity goes above X, mm-hmm. this turns on your fan and begins to ventilate exactly. the room. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Is the, it expensive, Jim? No. Uh, Twenty bucks, I yeah. think. Okay. Yeah. Costs more to put it in unless you're uh, able to do it yourself. And uh, the most important thing about doing it yourself, you've got to be very cautious that you want to make sure that you do have a separate switch to turn that exhaust fan on. Uh, that way it is directly to the fan or okay. to the exhaust fan. And uh, uh, where have you got yours installed? In the, the bathroom or out in the hall, Jim? Uh, they're, they're in the bathrooms, but uh, I also have... Uh uh, you know, I compare. I compare uh, uh, the temp- uh, the temperature on my or the humidity on my uh, smart thermostat is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So you know, basically, uh, you if you get the uh, smart sensors and that sort of thing, you can have these things uh, 
right, you know, adjust themselves up and down according to the outdoor temperature. Yeah, sure. Yep. You know, one of the things that uh, uh, that you may be aware of or you may not, but if you go to uh, Energy Mines and Resources Canada to their website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a a booklet on their website called Keeping the Heat In. And that particular book, I had a number of uh, uh, times uh, involved myself in that, and they added different items to it. So it's been about three times it's been updated. But then they went to CD-ROM, and that was the worst thing they ever did because CD-ROM, not everybody had a, uh, first of all, knew what a CD-ROM uh, sure, right, CD yeah. was. But... Uh, Back to hard copies. I would say, without a doubt, I've likely given away over 100,000 of those over the years of my days with BC Hydro and the PowerSmart program. And people still relate to that. But the reason why I even brought it up, Jim, is that it explains all that information in there in hard copy. In fact, Sterling, I'll put one away for you. I've still got about five. So I'll put one away for you. But they, the question you asked about the, uh, you haven't heard me talking about a dehumidistat. Dehumidistats were one time in the actual uh, building code. And being in the building code, there was many different, uh, uh, different uh, degrees of dehumidistats. Uh, how they operated, where they were installed, some were automatic, some were, uh, and you know, the unfortunate thing is the dehumidistat, and I'm sorry, but I'm not uh, going to say anything bad about real estate people out there, but please, when you're showing out, don't shut them off. You know, leave them on, but they don't, in all cases, not in all cases they leave them run, but there's a lot of cases they shut them off. And the reason why they don't want an exhaust fan running when they're showing a house. Right, sure. Well, that, if they really understood why they're there, would be a bonus for the uh, potential buyer. Because, hey, this house has got a dehumidistat, right. and this is why. It's not a distraction. No. It's an it's, asset. It's an asset. Right, and right. Uh, that's that's the thing that uh, we, we take and throw a lot of these things out. There's also dehumidistats in homes. We have one in our condo, for example. A lot of people still think that we live in a home. We downsize. We live in a condo right. and love it. But the, uh, the whole thing is that at 2 o'clock at night, that fan will come on for an hour. Just an hour. The other one's already running because we leave it running all the time mm-hmm. in the second bathroom. And that what it's doing, it's just compensating for that end of the house. And it happens to be the end of the house that the master bedroom is right off of it. So therefore, if you're uh, breathing, uh, obviously what you are, if you're lying in bed, you may be snoring like I do, but that fresh air is always being replaced. So there's a lot of different uh, elements to understanding how your house works. And that is one heck of a fun thing for me and what I did for years and years on stage at the P&E, at home shows, and throughout the province, 10 years with BC Hydro Power Store. Interesting stuff. Jim, thanks for the call. Anything else you wanted to add before we let you go? Nope. Okay. Appreciate it very much. Shell, uh, you, you said you're, you're a very generous guy at askshell.com. People can go to your website and they can request uh, a, a little package from you in which you instruct the person how to read 
your hydrometer. Yep. So what's the advantage to knowing how to read your hydrometer aside from being able to calculate your bill before it arrives? Well, that's, that's a very good point you bring up. But uh, the first caller we had today about the exhaust fan. Right. And uh, if Oh, she was concerned to, about leaving it on and how much it would it impact that, that hydro that, bill. That's right. Sure, okay. And uh, there's a lot of people today have uh, electric cars, e-cars. Sure. And they want to know what it's costing them. And to give you an example... And I can't get into numbers because obviously you got to know a lot of details. You got to know what car it is sure. and what have you. But you got in a lot of cases 110, 120 volt uh, plugins. That's your standard duplex receptacle in your home or right, in your sure. garage. Yeah. And then you got a 240 fast uh, uh, charge. Two twi- uh, 240 is exactly the same as what you'd have with your dryer. The other is the same as what you'd plug your lamp into. Some of your vehicles come with a dual-purpose uh, hookup plug that plugs into your vehicle. Right. So you can plug in 240 or plug in 110. 110. Yeah, right, 120. Right. And that way, when you plug it in, it's charging, but charges slower. So what you have to do, basically, is just plug it in maybe every other day, which our daughter does because she doesn't have that far to go to the hospital that she works in. Okay. But the 240... By the time you buy the fast charge, that's a thousand bucks. Right now, I believe there's a rebate of seven hundred for the installation. So there's seventeen hundred bucks. I can assure you right now, she hasn't spent anywhere near a hundred bucks since she got the car. On her 110, 20 uh, volt. And she knows this because she knows how to read the meter, and you can actually, can you break it down and go, okay, so I'm going to charge the vehicle between 6 and 8 o'clock tonight, yep. and so you can you can line up your meter, and you can read exactly how much that costs you. You can now buy a meter that you can plug into uh, your extension cord or plug it into the duplex receptacle first, plug your uh, automotive uh, charger uh, unit into it, and uh, and uh, have the timer on that. You can want to uh, charge it, say, for uh, two hours, three hours, four hours. And at the end of it, it'll tell you exactly uh, what it costs uh, to uh, at the today's rate. Okay. Kilowatt so it, what, what was someone to be listening to this and, and it would be intrigued by learning how to read your hydrometer to an advantage? Everything you can do to sweeten the pot for yourself and keep costs down is, yep. is a good thing. How do we go about getting this? It, just uh, Google Google on uh, your uh, Dr. Google, I call it. <laughs> but uh, what you want is the, um, the gauge for electric charge usage user pay at your uh, duplex receptor. And, and with the, in terms of the instruction quite pamphlet variety, quite that goes to of them. So do I, can I go to askshell.com and send you an email saying, uh, can you, you ship me the stuff? You betcha. Fantastic. Yeah. Askshell2ls.com. Welcome back. I'm Sterling Fox. He's Shell Buzzy. He's our Christmas present to our listeners from the crew at Vancouver Consumer here on CKNW 604-280-9898 as we turn to Ron in Surrey for our next caller. Hello, Ron. Hey, Ron. Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Good. Hi. Hey, Shell, I have this uh, ornamental Christmas tree that we put up every year. It's like in three pieces, mm-hmm. and um, it, all the lights are built in. Mm-hmm. And so when I put it all together, and it's got like a color code, it's got like two yellows and, and three red like mm-hmm. plugs that uh-huh. you plug into mm-hmm. the circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we plug them all in and everything. And uh, 
but I've got a little section in the middle that the lights don't work, and, and now a little section at the top that the lights don't work. And they come with uh, all the plugs and everything. They, they're built in with little fuses. Mm-hmm. And uh, I checked all the fuses and everything else, and all the fuses seem to be fine. So yeah. not sure what the problem could be, whether it's just old or not. I mean, the tree's about probably 12, 14 years old. Oh, well, that's well, it stood up pretty mm-hmm. well if it's still lighting at all for yeah. you, I would say. Ron. Well, you know, and I, I've been dealing with that uh, over the last uh, few years because you're not alone. Uh, for example, does your condo disallow live trees? Oh, yeah. A lot of, a lot of uh, yeah. strata buildings just won't have it. They won't have it. Yeah. But it, yeah, yours is an imitation tree, is it not? Ron, yeah, it's an artificial tree. It's an artificial yeah. tree because the lights are already on it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what yeah, really maybe, takes yeah. place that you further ahead, save yourself all the stress and the aggravation, just take the lights off or leave them on there but just don't use that line and put your own lights on it because the led lights today are so much better but i can almost assure you what the problem with your unit is that the the wires inside the encapsulated uh, vinyl that the there's between the vinyl and the wire there is what's called a strip uh, um, it's it's like a, a component of the wire and it, it gets uh, right. fried. Ah. And when it gets fried, when it breaks, there's not a multiple wire system in there. It's normally just a single wire. And that wire breaks. And uh, when you're putting it away because you're basically folding it and putting it back into its uh, box. And they're this... Uh, they're not worthy of lasting any more than maybe five years. And he's got, you, his is 12. Yeah, so you've you're, done you're, remarkably you've really been well. lucky. And I, I would say that uh, if you were to go into a thrift store in, say, November, you very likely will find more imitation Christmas trees that are all with lights on them, mm-hmm. but not all working. And what happens is that they'll leave them on, but I would not leave them on because you don't know what that wire is going to do. Sure. Now, it may be a 12-volt system, meaning that where you do plug it in, there's a little black box, and that little black box is a, uh, a, a downsize uh, to a 12-volt uh, transformer. And, you know, they're just not uh, – they're throwaway. Let's, let's face it. They're, so, they're, Ron, I think the fact that you've, you've managed to get 12 years out of this uh, is pretty, it's actually pretty impressive, given that Shell thinks that maybe they're good for five or six. You've, yeah. you've pretty much doubled the life of the tree yeah. under those conditions. Yeah, yeah. And you, you'd be further ahead. To, if you yeah, like yeah. your tree because of the size, is the right size for where you keep it and whatever, I'd just quote and uh, buy. In fact, you could uh, very likely buy in January your lights for next year and put them on the same tree and put them on with uh, zap snaps if you want to put them on in such a way that they'll always be there. You don't have to go through the frustration mm-hmm. of putting them up and all that sort of thing. All right, Ron? Yeah, I do I do have a lot that are working on there right now. Yeah. I mean, is it possible, like I, like I have, uh, like there's the plugs go up in this tree there and you can plug th- three sets of yep. uh, plugs in and the other one you can plug three. Uh, could I just take one of those like out of there and then just buy a little set where, where, where they're, LED, 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 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they're no, they're no more money now. They're not anymore. No, no they're not. No. And Ron, uh, that's what that's what we've done. Uh, we had uh, an, a tree yep. that we were in an apartment that uh, disallowed live trees. Exactly. And, and when we moved to a house, we we kind of got attached to the little old imitation tree. Well, it's toast. <laughs> we have it, it. It had lights originally. Yep. They stopped working years ago. We just went out and bought some little strings of lights, and we're just uh, coaxing another year out of our little I, tree. I don't think it will be. Uh, well, you know what uh, real trees are costing today. Too. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, there's very few trees under fifty bucks. Susan in Burnaby, hello to you. Hi, Susan. I forgot to say thank you for the early Christmas present oh. and Merry Christmas to you and yours. Oh, thank you're you. welcome. Same. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so, question for you to tell my kids the right um, the right answer mm-hmm. is: It better to switch off a light when you're leaving a room and then turning it back on, or just leaving it on? Here, here we go on the Power Smart story. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, very simply, if you're going to use incandescent bulbs, that's your old standard bulb. If you can buy yeah. them, mm-hmm. if you can buy them, then you shut them off and turn them on. And because, the reason why, because they are there's a heat factor to those as well. And every um, moment that those units are on, you're burning the filament or you're frying the filament. Whereas if you're using LEDs, you just leave them on. If you need a light, if you need a light. I mean, don't turn a bedroom light on at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning and shut it off when you go to bed. Mm. But, uh, you know, the uh, on and off, on and off, on and off. Like, we have LEDs everywhere in our home. Mm-hmm. And we have a bathroom, the main bathroom on the main floor, and we're on the north side of the uh, the condo that we live. So, therefore, we don't get the sun all day long, and we will leave that bathroom light on. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome. You're welcome. Thanks very much for the call. Do we have time for one more? I do think so. Benita is Hi, on guys. the line. Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to the, to the entire to you. crew. Thank, thank you very Merry much. Merry Christmas to you. Got a couple well, of minutes here. Much. Can you make it quick, Benita, please? Okay, uh, I've got a Christmas light thing uh, question. Yeah. I've got the old, the bigger Christmas lights, outdoor lights. Yeah. And every t- I'm, I'm a renter here, and every time I plug them in outside, the entire my entire rental unit, all the fuses go. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, you see, you're dealing with incandescent. Those are incandescent uh, bulbs. Whereas yes. your LEDs use uh, like less than ten percent of the power that those units do. So really? So the... I wonder if that would work. It, it, the, the 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 wiring here is a bit shoddy, um, and I just you know I can't run a lot of things at once. Otherwise, the whole fuses go anyways. No, you'll be on a fifteen amp uh, breaker very likely, and the fifteen amp breaker that uh, the more you plug in, you can take each one of those bulbs and add them all up. And uh, very likely five amps on each one of those. So if you want to take five amps and times 20, there's 100 amps. Uh, and then you convert that into your, uh, oh. your amperage, that, uh, or volts, I'm sorry. The volts into okay. the amperage. And what you're overburdening the, uh, yeah. the actual breaker. So, so well, the, the quick, simple solution would be, and it's not necessarily uh, cheap, but you would want to convert that string of lights from the incandescent, incandescent. variety, the old school stuff, to new. Uh, they're not uh, super expensive oh, anymore, no. Benita, no. but uh, the recommendation is to, to go LEDs and take the stress off your fuse system. Yeah, because oh, otherwise okay. you plug anything in, even a vacuum cleaner. Vacuum cleaner draws a lot of off it goes. Incidentally, if you'd have Tim take the numbers of anybody that's on the line, I will call them 
when I get home. Okay. Thank okay. you very much for all of your calls, friends. Uh, we are fresh out of time. Shell, I'm thankful for yours. Even a, a little bonus uh, you gave us uh, before you were due to start. You jumped in 15, 20 minutes early. That was fun. That was great. Merry Christmas to you and Frankie and all of your family. And thank you so much, my friend, for coming down and, and helping all of us here at Vancouver Consumer give our listeners a little Christmas treat. Thank you very much, Darlene. The same to your family and Tim and CKNW. Thank you. Spent a lot of great years here in the studio. Have a great night. We're back on the Roy Green Show tomorrow. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.